this is Heather. Welcome to The Beautiful Messy Show, a podcast for women who want to believe, behold, and become all God's created them to be in whatever season of life. I help women learn to live a faith-filled and fueled life. On this show, I will give you biblical perspectives for every season of life and mindset reset strategies for everyday life. So let's begin and learn how to find the message in the messy. Well, hello, beautiful sisters, and welcome back to HB Ministries, a women's ministry that helps you believe, behold, and become all God's created you to be in whatever season of life. So the beautiful messy show is connected right to HB Women's International Ministry. And every single month we do a Bible study. We are finishing up this episode today with women of the word. So we have studied Deborah and JL and Naomi. And today we're going to talk a little bit about Priscilla. And so this is our fifth episode, and we are in season 10. Each season represents whatever Bible study we are doing. So we're going to be launching a new Bible study. You can always grab your workbooks over on Amazon. Just look for Heather Baxter author, and you can grab your workbooks. And your workbook is a relationship between you and God. I set it up so you have a rhythm and routine every single day to dive into verses, see what those verses are revealing to you, look at some applications that you can make, and then bring it right into your day, right into your month. What is God doing in your life, in your marriage, with your children, in your finances? Maybe a decision you have to make. And specifically today, in this episode, we're going to talk about marriage. And there's so many things that I can talk about when we um, zoom in on Priscilla, but it was on my heart to talk to the women and then talk to the, the men. So ladies, if you want to have your men listen toward the end, when I say, Hey, it's guys time, I'm going to talk about some things that men can do to help in their marriage. Because I believe Priscilla and Aquilas uh, two very devoted couple, co-workers of Jesus Christ, invented, not invented, invested in each other to do the call of God, to be set apart, to honor their marriages. And how did they do this? How did they do this? Because I wonder today, with our culture and everything that's going on, raising kids, making decisions, we just left a terrible pandemic time less than two years ago. And this created a lot of stress because there was a crisis, whether it was in your job or your husband's job or within the family, or maybe you lost a loved one. There was a lot of things that could have detoured us and caused um, just tension and stress in the marriage. And I'm sure Priscilla, as a wife, felt this because remember for a while they were ministering in Corinth and Corinth the church in the in the, in the town was just involved in um a lot of idolatry a lot of fornication uh, definitely very hard to live a set apart life, but they needed to do that and they needed to make a mark. And they even had to teach Paul how to understand scriptures eloquently. And so first it started with their marriage. And I think before we train our kids in the way that they should go and sometimes our, our, our friendships and whatever, 
finances in our life and all of that, there has to be some sort of communion and relationship in the marriage. And so I just wanted to talk to you, first of all, the scripture verses, and again, if you have your workbook, you know that today would be day three, which is a Wednesday, but I don't like to label it because you could be watching this later. We had um, scripture verses, 1 Peter 3, 1 through 2 is what we're focusing on, but it says 1 through 22 in your workbook because there is a lot of golden nuggets in all of those verses on harmony and marriage. Very important book of the Bible. We're also going to look at Titus 2.4 and 1 Corinthians 7, 3 through 9. So again, 1 Peter 3, 1 through 2, Titus 2 through 4, 1 Corinthians 7, 3 through 9. If you're part of the ministry, you'll see that on your day, the verses, and you have a page that you can write your scriptures down. Then you begin to read your scriptures and make some observations. Highlight. Again, I teach you how to do that. Put some applications down. Possibly pray back some things that you're feeling in your marriage and something that maybe spoke to you in a verse. Pray it over your marriage. Pray it over your family. And in my little note chart, and like, again, if you check out the workbook, we have a little memo pad that's empty. And in my memo pad today, it says morally respectful, mutually respectful, caring, and committed. And so those are just a few things I wrote down because that's what I think of when I think of Priscilla's marriage and their union. And so let's first talk about... Um, just some things that I think is important um, for us to remain in this marriage in every season of life. Amen. And so if you have a pen, jot these things down on that little side page that you have in your workbook, or just listen. If you're here for the first time, this is going to help you in your marriage. I promise you. So as I was re reading scripture, I jotted some things down in regards to um, a, a husband and a wife. And I kind of want to zoom in more toward the women right now when I go through this, because I think when havoc or chaos or crisis comes to the home, we are the ones that practice flee and flight really quick. I, I, I tend to, because our emotions are a little stronger. God's wired us that way. So we really have to tap into the Holy Spirit when we're going through these things. And when you when you tap into the Holy Spirit and you get grounded, then your marriage is going to remain, even in a crisis. So number one, I want you to understand, do not seek to be free. Do not seek to be free. I'm sure Priscilla came across some moments where she thought, you know what, I'm out of here. I'm done. It's over. Way too many times have you have you, have you, have you. And I hear that even in coaching calls. And one thing I love to challenge my women to do is give me a year and let's just not seek to be free. Let's not seek to be free. Um, remain as you are. But there's going to be some things that in my coaching call, I will set you up to do because I want you to not seek to be free, but remain as you are and commit to change with God. Because when you change, your husband changes. Take a listen to this verse, 1 Peter 3, 1 through 2. This was my wow verse um, in my reading today, and it just reminded me because I've actually experienced this. It says, wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands, that even if some do not obey, that means if your husband's not obeying the word or not following, they, without a word, may be won by the conduct of their wives. When they observe your chaste con conduct occupied by fear, 
Do not let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart. So really what's happening here is God saying, let's not try to arrange everything to look perfect on the outside and then hide all the mistakes, but rather make sure that you are that gentle, quiet spirit, which is the very, very precious in the sight of God. And sometimes that is what is going to win your husband to the Lord, is your conduct during a crisis. So that's why I say, do not seek to be free, but remain as you are in God and commit to change because that can bring your husband around. Amen. Um, another one is remain devoted. So during the crisis, you're not going to seek to be free. You're going to remain as you are, but you're going to be devoted during this crisis. You're going to learn through Christ and faith how to overcome obstacles. Another thing, ladies, uncover your real self, meaning it's okay to tell your husband what is bothering you. Stuffing it and adorning yourself and putting all the makeup on, making yourself pretty and hiding it and feeling frustrated inside only adds up all those negative beliefs. And then you begin speaking those in your life and over your marriage. So it's okay to uncover your real self. Sometimes we got to start on paper, writing down. Another thing, you cannot get over hurt. Sometimes we struggle with hurt and hurt and hurt. How did my husband hurt me? What happened in our past? Let me tell you, these are lies. And with God's word, we can get over hurt. You can get over hurt. Another thing, accept the things you cannot change in each other right away. A lot of thing, a lot of times women will just have expectations of what they want in the relationship right away. Well, remember Sometimes it's you being honorable, being quiet, um, submissive and loving during those hard times. And that is what's going to create new decisions and forgiveness and, and change in your husband. So accept things you cannot change right away. And while you're accepting them, remember, you're not seeking to be free. You're not, you know, throwing out threats. You're going to be, remain devoted. You're going to remain devoted and you're going to watch God do the work. Another thing you have to remember, this is super crucial. Write this one down. You have to grasp God's love in order to fully release his grace. So you have to understand his love in your life. I remember when I was going through some major mar marriage um, crisis moments and I remembered, wow, what did I do? Because I'm not perfect. And I needed God's love, for, God's love for my imperfect moments, which helped me extend grace and love over my spouse's faults and his failures. Now, when it keeps happening over and over and over again, that's when you need counseling. Yes, I first want you to try because I experienced a miracle in my prayer life, just me and God. We, I, 100% miracle. Do we still have scrub, scrubbles? Yes, we have struggles today and I'm scrubbing away at that and working on that. We both are because we still remain um, faulty. We still remain messy, but we really want the most beautiful um, life together, abundant life together. So I always go back to my three things that my counselor always taught me was remain as you are, be a better you, 
do not seek to be free and remain devoted. Those are really hard things to do, but that's being steadfast. And that's what brings about change. So grasping God's love allows you to release grace, release grace over your marriage. Another thing is I want you to learn to embrace grace. So I remember when I went through a really hard time of just constantly um, clinging to this shame that I had. And God wanted me to cling to his grace and really embrace that in my life. Because if you cannot embrace that in your life, you're going to struggle releasing it in someone else's. So where do you really need to embrace grace? So these points right here, I think are really important for the women, because I think this is where we struggle. Now, men, 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 let's talk. If women are going through a hard time in marriage, um, the first thing, and, and my husband and I experience this firsthand. So these are our literal, these are our journal notes. Um, and I think Priscilla and Aquilas had to think about this. Let me just say, it works the same way. If you're going through something, and I remember I had a hard time trusting again. What did my husband do? What did he have to work harder at? Now, again, I couldn't keep blaming and, 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 you know, struggling with trust. I was quiet, remaining as I was, not seeking to be free and staying devoted. But on his end, he showed love. He knew I needed love. There's days God just knows we need love in the struggle. And he just has an amazing way of showing it. I can sit down and tell you all the times I've experienced the hand of God's love in a season that I needed it. Husbands, we have to show love. Love is helping us women navigate through this uh, crisis. Another one is, this is a huge one, is that we need to work as a team. We have to stop blaming. So just as I'm saying, remain as you are and do not seek to be free and, and stay devoted to Christ, we both have to stay devoted and then work as a team. If one's devoted and the other is not, that's really hard. So maybe your wife's going to come to you and uncover some real things and say, hey, we need to try. We may have never prayed together, but let's do it for the first time. And my husband and I would, we literally, back then it, there wasn't Google, but there were books and I ripped a prayer out and we had it on our nightstand and we read it together. We read it together. So you need to work as a team, no blame game. Another thing, um, gentlemen, is to show tenderness. We can be really frustrated at this time. Women are emotional beings, not so much sexual beings. I mean, yes, we have that. That's important. We'll read those in the verses. It's important to care for our husbands. But when we're in a time of healing, showing tenderness, men, is super, super important. Also, protection and provision. Protection and provision go hand in hand. And so us women look at what kind of choices are being made for my man to protect me and to provide. Now, yes, we are a team in the marriage, but there's something extra special when I know my husband saying, I really want to provide. I'm going to work hard. I'm not going to have idle, lazy hands. We're going to make this work. Even if we're going through a financial problem together, um, just, I want to protect you. I want to provide. And there's ways that you can do that. There's ways that you can express that. And I think that's important when a man begins to rely on their wife for everything because they're down in the dumps that becomes a really hard season. And yes, I, one of my closest friends, 
Her husband went through a huge bout of depression, but she stayed again, remaining where she were, was not seeking to be free, but really devoting herself to Christ. And it was a quiet season, quiet season, but he came around back to that through her leading. Another thing men is encourage, encourage, be nice. It's that simple. Encourage your wife that things look good. Encourage your wife that you're working on change. Encourage your wife that you love her. Words are important. Words are important. I have many, 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 many more words than my husband. I will tell you that. So when he uses his words, and he'll sometimes say, I'm out of words for the day. I could keep talking, right? Sometimes when he selects his words before bed, it's encouraging. It's nice, and it just... It warms my heart and that's important. Men also show love by being trustworthy. Show love by being trustworthy. Honestly, go ahead and write 1 John 8, 18 on a notepad and maybe just reflect on that because that's God's word showing us and telling us what this looks like. Show love by being trustworthy. I know we went through a marriage where it was hard for me to trust. So he had to show up more, not to play the proving games, but he wanted to. And it was through a love that only could come through Christ. Another one is we need to show intimacy with each other and not so much focus right away on the sexual part of it. There's two types. Okay. And yes, we need to be taking care of our men. That's a whole nother episode, women, but that's important. That is absolutely important. And I don't think we talk about that too much, but when we're going through something and we're going through maybe a separation or adultery or or just something where we feel like trust isn't there, we need to work on intimacy. That's just hugging, holding hands, knowing we're there for each other. And we gotta be careful about the sexual part. That has to come in with God's grace. Super, super important. Again, been there. Another, be devoted in the storm. Just because you're going through it doesn't mean another hiccup, another argument. Something may come about. Be devoted in the storm. Be devoted in the storm, men, please. Another thing that's super, super important is ask God for wisdom. How many men can say, I'm going to ask God for wisdom today? I'm going to ask God for wisdom today. God is my priority. I promise you, things will drastically change in the way you provide, and the way you protect when you go to God first. I wish my husband was here to tell you, but I'm going to promise you that. And sometimes as a quiet but nice wife, I'll have to nudge him like, did we seek God's wisdom on that? I feel like we're arguing. Maybe we need to go to God a little bit and get some things reset. So super important. I'm keeping this short because I know my husband wouldn't want to hear this too long. So I'm thinking of you men. Also avoid sexual temptation. When you're going through this, the devil just wants to put other things and tell you, you know what? This is so much easier. This is too much work. Those would be my husband's word words. The reason I did this, this, and this is it's just too much work. This is just so easy. The enemy is going to put things right in front of your eyes, left and right. And let me tell you, when the wife gets a hold of that, that hurts. And so this can come through God and only God, but God blesses your obedience. So watch your work pay, your work, your deliverance and work, your deliverance and providing, your deliverance financially, all is correlated to your obedience. 
So test it out on your own, guys, I promise you. All right, so I'm just gonna leave that. Those are a few little nuggets for men. Um, but anyway, to wrap it up, I just wanted to share some principles in marriage because I think when we look at Priscilla, that's one of the things today that we talked about. And I know for sure that they overcame hardships. You know why? Because they had to change locations, they had to move. Have you ever made a move with your husband due to job? or maybe financial situations had to cause you to move, all of that is a hardship that's called change. And that can cause a crisis. Well, you know what? They worked together. In both of the lists that I just shared, they worked together. They also had an open house mentality, which I loved. They invited friends over. They invited new people over. They weren't afraid to mingle and make friends. And I think sometimes when we stay on our island and we have our own group of friends, men, men's night out, women's, men's, women's night out, that's dangerous. Who can God allow you to be accountable to and begin to have an open house mentality? Another thing, which is a whole nother podcast, and I think we need to do a whole month on sex and marriage. Um, but if you think about it, Priscilla and Aquilas worked in Corinth during the hardest seasons because there was a lot of fornification, um, adultery, um, oh goodness, low, low view on marriages. Everything went. So think about Priscilla and Aquilas working in that environment. They had to stay set apart, but know what their goals were together in their marriage. So the enemy wouldn't tempt them. And I think that's important, knowing your goals as a marriage and working together, staying in union because the enemy is all around us today. So that is what I took out of today's reading. And today we were specifically talking about how she loves her husband. And I know he loved her, but these are some things that I know they worked on because it's in the word of God. All those verses you had to read is I basically broke it down and put it in some lists, lists that I've learned from my counselors and I just wanted to share with you. So tomorrow we're gonna talk about how she's a trainer. Well, today I trained on what I learned because I went through these things. I went through these crisis moments in my marriage and so now I can train. And that's, I believe, what Priscilla learned. How to be coworkers. Well, they weren't perfect, they struggled. And so if we can really, you know, think about these things and meditate on these things and apply these things and pray over these things, you are going to begin to see the hand of God in your life and in your marriages. So you'll see some kind of order come together and a little bit of a reset come together. So thank you for joining me today um, in the beautiful messy show. Things can be really, really messy, but with some of these lessons, in some of these nuggets of wisdom, you will see something beautiful in your life, I promise you. So thank you for tuning in and thank you for being part of this whole season. Um, it was just beautiful. We are gonna be launching another season, which is season 11, and we're going into a study all on how to fully rely on God. So boy, do I have some good things going on there. So that'll be season 11, fully relying on God. Again, if you're new to the ministry, head over to heatherbaxter.com. Please subscribe so you can be getting the newsletters and you know exactly where we are. Head over to HB Women's exclusive Facebook page because whenever I post my podcast, it goes there first. And also, uh, don't forget to grab your um, Women of the Word workbook. If you haven't yet, just take it. You got a week to catch up because we won't be launching our next study for two weeks. 
So you've got a little bit of time to maybe catch up or, or start the study and watch all the past, uh, um, everything's on the uh, internet at heatherbaxter.com. Hit August study and all the videos for every single week are there. So you still have time to dive in and kind of figure out how we use the workbooks. All right, thanks for being here and I will see you in the next episode. Blessings, sisters. Life is a winding road No telling where it goes Driving through days and nights Won't stop for traffic lights And I I really wanna know, really wanna know If I Let figure out where the road goes I'm falling down, I will keep on searching for my highs You can say I lost my mind, I will keep on holding my head high Even if the sky is falling down Even if the sky is falling down